0: You know, one of the things that a speaker should never do is apologize for what he's about to say before he says it. But this one may need that. <laughs> I worked on it this morning for a few minutes and haven't even reviewed it since then. Uh, but the topic is self-evaluation. Um, you know, we just sang those beautiful songs about the hereafter, no tears in heaven, We're just here for a short period of time, looking forward to that home uh, in the hereafter. But you know, we have to meet certain qualifications in order to obtain that glorious home. In in the scripture, I'll read some of this. Ephesians 13, starting with verse 5, says, Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves, know ye you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. But I trust that you shall know that we are not reprobates. Now I pray to God that ye do no evil, not that we should appear reproved, but that ye should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak, we are strong, and this is also we wish even your perfection. Therefore I write these things being absent, lest being present I should use sharpness according to the power which the Lord hath given me for edification and not to destruction. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Examine yourselves. You know, that's uh, uh, Paul wrote that to the Corinthian brothers and sisters, but it applies to us as well. Uh, all of these things do. Being in the faith, whether you be examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Being in the faith indicates that we are meeting, if we are in the faith, we're meeting the requirements of character and personality as required to please God and obeying his commandments. He has given us many scriptures which tell us how we should conform our hearts to be pleasing to him and to our fellow man. Many, many scriptures in the New Testament and the Old that tell us how we should think, tell us what our heart ought to be like relative to character and personality and traits. Self-evaluation is one of the most difficult things a person can do relative to what I think anyway. Evaluating ourselves, examining ourselves. It, looking at ourselves through someone else's eyes is a daunting task. But we are to examine ourselves. And let me give you an example of that. You may have heard me say before, one of my good friends, and I think the very same thing that he said, if I ever sell this house, I'm taking this bathroom mirror mirror with me because when I get up and look into it, I'm 35 years old. When you look at me, I'm not 35 years old. So we've got to be honest in examining ourselves. What is our heart? What do we think in our heart? Of course, the heart is that part of the soul that is uh, is our person, is our character, is our personality, is our intellect, etc. Examining ourselves requires that we compare us, our inward person, to some benchmark that God has set. You know, we could compare ourselves to benchmarks of this world and, you know, probably do pretty good. Uh, i do real good at times with that. But the benchmark we need to compare to is not of the world. The benchmark is what God has told us in His Word the word of truth, the word of honesty, the scriptures. And there are many scriptures that specifically tell us how our hearts ought to be, what we ought to think internally within ourselves. Uh, You know, when uh, I I heard that uh, we needed someone to speak, I thought, well, you know, what can I speak about? Uh, Something that I need is what I need to speak about something that is applicable to me so i came up with this one examining ourselves i need to examine myself relative to this benchmark of truth that god has told us in his word and several scriptures came to mind and we could we could spend uh, hours on on many many scriptures that uh, that tell us how we ought to be and what we ought to think in order to be pleasing uh, but I only have a few. Uh, this will not be a long uh, exhortation. Second uh, Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 22. Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, love, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strives. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patience. Avoid youthful lusts uh, and be realistic about what to think about and what to try to attain. Not youthful lust that profiteth nothing or profiteth bad. Faith. Of course, faith uh, references... Follow righteousness and faith. Righteousness uh, is what God expects and accepts. Faith is what he's told us to do. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And to me, you've probably heard me say this before, I can't use faith in everyday secular language. I just can't do it. I can use confidence and anticipation and I think something, but I can't have faith in everyday things because god hasn't told me that when god tells us something we can have faith that it will be because he said it i don't have faith that my house is going to be there when we go home this afternoon it may or may not be it may burn down before we get there i can have confidence thinking everything should be okay but not faith love and peace um Love to, uh, meaning we, we, we think better of other people than we think of ourselves and want to help other people more than we want to help ourselves. That doesn't mean we don't help ourselves. We do, obviously. We've got to take care of ourselves. That's a requirement also. And peace. Uh, peace sometimes is very difficult, you know, when we deal with other people, when we deal with people, period. Uh, It's difficult at times to respond peacefully to some of the things that are presented to us. But that's what it says we ought to do. Foolish and unlearned questions avoid. You know, how do you avoid a question that seems to you to be foolish and unlearned? And there are many of them out there. You know, I thought about that. Knowing that they do gender strifes, no matter what we say, Uh, It'll be taken wrong or taken out of context, and gender strife. So how do you avoid those questions? Well, you know, the quick answer that I came up with is don't answer at all. Say, well, you'll have to answer that yourself. Sometimes we can tell the truth, and it be very offensive to someone. Now we don't need to avoid being offensive to someone, but in the city, some situations may call for avoiding answering because you know that she's going to stir up trouble and the servant of the Lord must not strive but be gentle unto all men apt to teach gentle unto all men you know when when somebody offends us it's that's difficult to do at times. You know, The uh, it, I used to have a temper that was uh, not well controlled, so being gentle was not easy with me. Uh, I hope I've matured out of some of that. But when someone offends you very seriously, you know, uh, at least my quick reaction is to to get in their face. But, you know, that's something we shouldn't do. We need to respond gently and uh, uh, not to encourage strife. So just say that's something for you to answer, not me. In Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22 again, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law. Boy, that's a list of stuff that uh, if we fill our heart with that, we'd be doing really well. I think, you know, I've heard it said, I assume this is true because I've heard it said so many times, Marshall Keeble once once said, I'm not a judge, but I'm a fruit inspector. Inspect the fruits of someone's spirit, of someone's heart. If they have, and, and it's easy to do that with someone else. You know it's easy to evaluate uh, and to examine others it's easy to do that but you know turn it inside examine what we are relative to these fruits of the spirit joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness meekness doesn't mean weakness meekness means you're open to being taught and be strong in what you know. That's meekness. It's not weakness. And a lot of people, I think, get that mixed up with being uh, meek compared to being weak. A meek person is not weak, according to biblical terminology. Temperance or patience against such there is no law. You can have all of these things to no limit You know, we're limited on many, many things in life. But these characteristics of the soul and the heart, there's no limit to how much you can pile into yourself doing that. There's no law against it. No limit to all of those good things. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32, And be ye kind one to another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And examining ourselves. Are we kind to our brothers and sisters and to those that we don't even know? Are we tender-hearted, forgiving one another or forgiving people of wrongs that they have done to you? Um, Sometimes that's hard to do depending on what the wrong is but we have to examine ourselves do we meet that qualification or meet that you know it's 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 one of these things that uh you know it's, it's not asking you say this would be a good thing to do it says do this do this and uh um, Again, some of these things, if we really look at ourselves internally with a hard look and not that mirror that's 35 years old, but the one that's the real internal me, uh, am I all of that? And if not, what do I need to do to correct it and to become that? You know, one of the things that uh, Apostle Paul said in the book of uh, Philippians is I have learned with whatsoever state I'm in to be content." That doesn't mean to to be satisfied with wrong. That doesn't mean to be satisfied with any situation and not try to fix it if it needs fixing. That just means to be happy with what you have and what the circumstances are, even though there's room for improvement. And again, it doesn't mean to be weak. It means to be strong, but also be Reasonably happy with whatever situation you're in. Uh, even though there's room for improvement, and improvement can be made in a lot of cases. In Ecclesiastes, and uh, again, I just picked, I just some of these things came to my mind, and I picked these out. There are many, many others. It says, Whatsoever thy hand find to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. Might doesn't necessarily mean muscle power from the body. That means with your heart. Do it with everything you've got within you. Whatever that might be. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do. Whatever job you're on. Whatever job or task that you have, don't half-heartedly do it. Do it with conviction that you're going to do it the very best you can. The very best that you can. Leaving no room for, I could do it better. Of course, with me, when I've done something, I can always think, well, I wish I could have done that better, or next time I'll do that better. What you're doing right now, do it as well as you can do it. And don't leave it undone. Uh, don't be a slacker on the job. If you've got a job to do, do the job with your might. And finally, something uh, to think about also. What do other pay, uh, if Again, we can look at other people and examine them to see if they meet all these qualifications. But What do people see when they see us? What, what do people see when they see us? When they see you, when they see me? What do they see relative to these things that we have just read about? And there are many more. Paul loved the Philippian people. Uh, he loved them dearly. And uh, the the Philippian letter indicates that he did. In Philippians chapter 1, uh, in verse 3, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. In this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Christ Jesus unto the glory and praise of God. I picked out verses through there. Those are not necessarily in sequence as they come in the in the, in the book. But uh, verse 3 is the one. Can people, when they think about you, have the opinion, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. What do people remember about you? And I'm talking about me too, not just you. What do people remember when they think about Ron Payne? Or what do they remember when they think about you? And and you can compare that to think of somebody that you know. Uh, think of somebody you know that, boy, that's a rotten character. Uh, well, I'm glad I'm not like him or her. Uh, that's not what we should think anyway. But you can think of people that are just ugly within. And you can think of some people that are just extremely nice and pleasant. And when you think about them and you remember your interfaces with them, you, you feel joyful that you knew them or know them. So what what do people think about when they think about the internal self. If we meet all of these qualifications, and again, there are many, many more, people are going to think very favorably, very favorably. So it's our and God's desire that when people think about us, to think favorable things and not unfavorable things. That's the lesson. Um, it's appropriate at any any uh, worship service to present an opportunity for those that uh, would like to have the prayers of the congregation to let that know for whatever reason. And if you do, please do so as we stand and sing. <clears throat>